Thank you for tuning in to Investment Insight presented by McKay Wealth Advisory. My name is Hayden Prophet, and joining me today we have Brent McKay. Brent, how's everything going? Going great. Good, good, good. We see this product a ton in our okay. industry. We get, whether we look at it from different kinds of these annuities. Correct. Can you just kind of hit on what a what an annuity is, and then we're going to kind of dive into each one of them, what uh, the different fees are associated with it, and those kind of things. So annuities um, have been around for a while. Um, you know, clearly the biggest thing with an annuity is it doesn't have a great connotation. You know, there's a reason why it has a tough reputation, um, in my opinion. Um, the, the first thing with an annuity is understanding that they're a complex product. Even people that have 10, 15 years of industry experience don't necessarily fully understand an annuity. So one of the things, the first thing to tell customers is be very, very cautious when you buy an annuity. Um, the main benefit of an annuity is if you have money outside of an IRA, outside of a retirement account, you can put money in and it can grow tax deferred. So the big benefit of most annuities in the past when income tax rates were much higher than they are today was, hey, I'm going to put some money in an investment account and I'm going to let it grow tax deferred. There. So like in the 70s and the, in the early 80s, annuities were very popular for that reason because you know when tax rates were 70%, you did not want to make money outside of an annuity or, or, a, um, or some private investments because if you did, you had a very high tax rate. And so that's when they really became popular. Obviously, the simplest annuity, or the one I probably like the best, is a fixed annuity. Fixed annuity works like this. You put $100,000 in, you make 5% interest, you get $5,000 a year later. Um, that money's not backed up by FDIC, that money's not backed up by a bank, but it's backed up by the insurance company itself. So it is, to a degree, insured. But remember, insurance companies are backed by the state in which their fund is registered not by a federal program, because insurance is a state product. It is not a federally governed product in many cases. Now that did change with the Affordable Care Act for health insurance, but generally speaking for annuities, that is how they are, work. So a fixed annuity, you put $100,000 in, you get a 5% rate, it's $5,000, but it is deferred. So if it's not an IRA, and most um, regulators look down on putting money in an annuity inside of an IRA, because an IRA you already get some tax deferability or some tax-free status. And so if, you know, like my grandmother had an annuity and she had never pulled any interest out. And so when she died, all that interest became taxable to me, my brother, and my parents. Just like that. Because, because when that money came out to her, now you can, you are allowed under current law in some annuities to, for me, I could keep that annuity and I could roll it forward through an exchange. Their program. So it's a modern thing that's coming around, but most policies are meant, hey, someone dies, you cut a check. And the benefit of an annuity in that is you can avoid probate. You know, if you want money not to go through probate, annuity is, is a vehicle you can use to do it. Yeah, and so that's the fixed annuity. A variable annuity has these different things called riders on it. Can you explain what like an income rider or a guaranteed benefit rider? So a variable annuity, just to go back starting off, so a variable annuity is what it sounds like, right? the definition, it varies. It's not fixed. So that means you're going to be invested in something that will vary. Like the stock market. Like the stock market or a bond fund. Because they vary, the price will go up and down. Now, when you have a variable annuity, 
you usually have mutual funds are what they're based on. Now, a lot of times people are using exchange traded funds now because they're cheaper, lower cost, and they're more popular. But annuities still use that traditional mutual fund, which came in existence legally under the 1940 Investment Company Act. So a lot of the more expensive features involved with mutual funds, annuities have. And so a variable annuity will have some kind of, typically some kind of benefit. You know, one of the benefits could be you, you want to avoid taxes, like we talked about earlier. Another benefit could, you could want to be, you want to add a rider. So a rider, of course, is a insured benefit. You're getting some kind of benefit. The most common benefit that's misunderstood is what's called an income rider. The idea, the idea is I put $100,000 in a variable annuity. I'm guaranteed some percentage, four, five, six percent for life. And what that means is at age 65, let's say at $100,000 and I had a 5% rider, I can pull $5,000 a year out of my contract every year as long as I live. Now, look at the, the odds, right? If it's 65 is when you can start drawing the money, and at 5% a year, that's how many years? It's 20 years. 20 years. So you got to make it to 85. Correct. And the average American lives between 82 and 84 years old. So what the insurance company is doing here is they're saying, we're going to give you back your principal first before we are out of dime. Before that 5% really kicks in. Before you really have an insured benefit. Then they're going to charge you an, a, a, a rider fee. So you have, a, you have an annuity fee. It was called the mortality and expense fee. You have a mutual fund expense ratio. You have a rider fee, which is the insured benefit. And that could be 1% to 2%. Could be less, could be more. And then you typically have an administrative fee. Those are your main four fees with a um, variable annuity. And so a lot of variable annuities in total cost will be three or 4% a year in total fees. And then you got to factor in, well, how do you buy an annuity? Because most insurance is sold as a lump sum. No, it's a commission lump sum or a commission product. Right. And so because they're commission based products, typically you can't get your money right away without paying a, a surrender fee because the person that sold it to you might've got paid seven, eight, nine, four or 5% up front. So you think about it, you walk in, you give somebody a million dollars. And the first day, they get $70,000 in fees up front. And so one of the challenges with those, those policies and those contracts is you need to be aware of all... And here's the funny part. You know, Hayden, if both of us have our licenses, right? And if we called the insurance company and we asked them, what did this person pay up front in fees in the annuity? Will they tell us? Pound sand. They don't tell us. They don't tell us. And so the other day is what they'll do is you don't even get to know what the person got paid because every annuity company has a different fee arrangement with every different company. Because what happens is when I worked for a previous brokerage firm, they got a percentage of that money. They gave me a percentage of that money. Then they took a percentage of that. But every annuity has a different pay cycle. So none of this is really disclosed. They just say this common word. Well, it's within the contract. And that's a real problem for me because there's no disclosure on how much the person got paid when they sold a commission product. Now that being said, there are fee-based annuities that do not have as high a cost on them and don't have as upfront commissions on them that are available. But you got to remember that rider fee still works the same. If you get a 5% income guarantee, 
That doesn't mean you're making 5% a year. A lot of people think, I'm guaranteed to make 5% a year. And that's not what the case is. What they're saying is you can draw 5% a year off the value of your contract. And if you've got $100,000 in an account and you're drawing five grand a year, it takes 20 years before the insurance company is paying a dollar out of the value. But remember, they're still taking those fees out of your principal. And so one of the things with variable annuities, they're not as commonly sold anymore as they were when I first got in the industry. And the costs have gone up. When I first got in the industry, they cost about half what I've seen normally. So their fees have really risen um, because people are living longer. You know, and the one thing you gotta factor in too is, let's say some miracle drug comes around and people start living five or 10 years longer. Just like we're seeing with long-term care insurance. A lot of these companies did not plan for people living as long as they did. So a lot of these long-term care insurance companies are, are basically defunct back bankrupt or out of business. And so the government is letting them rewrite the policies after they sold them to you. So insurance is a very difficult thing because it's very, 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 very hard to beat an insurance company. Yeah. And I saw this close to home when someone close to, related to me rolled their pension out into one of these annuity products and got a huge lump sum off the top. So like you're saying, it's commit, you can get a commission-based um, commission based hit off the top really easily. Well, that's the thing. And so there's a lot of different approaches here, but the number one thing, if you're gonna buy an annuity, is it's not like buying a stock or a mutual fund or ETF. You really need to research it. And then you need to go back to it. And then you need to go back to it. You need to really understand before you put your life savings in something, what you're buying. I can't agree more with that. So I agree. and then. The third kind of annuity we're going to talk about, this one's been more common recently. I yeah. think you've seen this one a lot, equity index annuity. So the easy sell on this one is guaranteed 4%. But explain to, how the, explain to me how the caps work. And a day when the stock market, or a year when the stock market is just killing it and how you don't get all that money. So great question. So an equity index annuity, and we're seeing some, even some, un, we're seeing some nasty features with them lately. Um, how an equity index annuity works is usually you get a free lunch invitation, a free dinner invitation, and it, it's how would you like to buy an investment, Hayden, where you can't lose any money, but you're guaranteed to make 4% a year. And here's the thing, too. You also get a bonus. You know, and there's a simple rule with investing. If it sounds too good to be true, it probably is. Um, this, the, one of the unfortunate parts, in my opinion, is it doesn't take much education to be selling these products. Because, so a lot of the people that sell these products don't necessarily understand even what they're selling. Because whereas, you know, I've been in the industry at this point for 17 years, to sell one of those products at the time, I was only required to have a one-week educational program to do it. So that's a challenge that with the index annuity. They're the most commonly sold product. Um, a lot of people that have CDs at a bank, the bank will reach out to you to try to sell you an equity indexed annuity product. Um, basically what it is, is the bank goes out, if you give them 100 grand, they buy a $100,000 bond for 10 years. Let's say that bond right now is paying 5%. They then go out, take the 5% and say, well, hey, we're gonna guarantee that you get paid 4%. Then you have the what's called a um, stock option. So they'll take 1% of what that interest would have been, or what it is, and they'll buy an option, the S&P 500, or the Dow Jones, or the NASDAQ. Those are the three common ones. 
if the S&P does 30%, you are capped at some percentage, let's say 4%. So if I asked you, what are the fees on equity and you would say? Oh, there are no fees. There are no fees, and that's what they would say. But the, the truth of it is, is that the S&P does 30% and you're capped at 4%, they get 26% and you get 4%. 4%. Now they don't call that a fee. But to me, that's 26% of your money you're not getting. You're not so getting. in net effect, it is a fee. It is a fee. Now, one of the nasty parts that's happened is because they're buying bonds with this money, we recently have seen a new disclaimer on these contracts that says, we have the right to do what's called an interest rate adjustment. So if your $100,000 bond, because interest rates went up, is now only worth $80,000, and you want to get your money, you got to pay the surrender fee and pay them back the $20,000. Okay, and so another nasty part about these policies are because they're 10-year policies, that means you can't pull your money out for 10 years. And the most common people buying these products are over 65 years old. So in your peak retirement years, do you really want your money in something you can't touch for 10 years? Now, one of the things they've been saying up to this point is you could pull 10% out penalty free, and that's true. But now, because interest rates have gone up so much, they're charging the customer an interest rate adjustment, which means if you had $100,000 and interest rates go down and that hundred grand in that bond is only worth 80, you only can pull out $8,000 and not 10. Wow. And so, Another problem with equity index annuities is the person selling them tends to get an eight to 10% commission up front. So a lot of the people selling the policies, they might be here today, but in year four or five, they're gone. They're done. They're out of the business. They're not in the industry anymore. And so they may not have explained to you the full aspects of this policy, in my opinion, not right. speaking badly of anyone. Um, and so, with an equity exchange policy, you can just go to the highlights again, right? So the highlight one is yes, your money is locked in. If you keep it in for 10 years, you will get what you put in, you will get the bonus, and you'll get whatever you made after the caps. The caps can be daily, weekly, monthly, annually. So if you're capped at 3% and the S&P 500 does 30%, you're going to get 3% the insurance company is going to get 27. Big deal. And remember, over a 10-year period, the stock market does not tend to underperform over 10 years. It might perform underperform one year, but not 10 years in a row, typically or historically. The other part of it is, is there's a bonus up front and there's a surrender fee. It's pretty heavy because the person that sold you the policy had a big commission on it. But the biggest thing that is difficult with equity and annuities is now you have all the risk if bond values go down. You can't make all the gains because they're going to get it's capped out. And in your peak years of enjoying your money, because of these new interest rate things in the policies, um, you can't get your money without penalty. It's not a penalty. You can get it without penalty, but you can't get it out without a reduction. And then also in a lot of these policies, they also sell additional riders that costs extra fees like a variable annuity. 
It is the most commonly sold product. Um, if you look at, um, especially we're heavily um, involved in the Warren County market. It is the most commonly sold investment product in Warren County. Um, it's not anymore in Coffee County. Um, since we came here, it hasn't been reduced. But Warren County, you still see that is the most commonly sold product is an equity indexed annuity. And it's okay if you understand this, the rules. But how many people are told that you have to keep your money in for 10 years to get the benefits? Well, they're, I think that the bonuses are always the most emphasized part of oh, that. Oh, sure. You know, I mean, it's easy. I mean, you get a bonus if you get it. Yeah. You know, I can hit on that bonus for a long time without talking about the 10 years. Yeah. And, that, and that's the thing. And, and, and some of these are five, seven, ten years. So one of the things I understand with annuities is, and we're talking about this discussion, is they're complex products. So anytime we're talking about them, we're talking generally about what we see. There will be a product out there that's different than what we talked about. There's going to be something that's unique. And so what we would advise you is we're happy to look at anything you get in the mail, to look at anything you see and see what it is, and even call with you and see what you actually own or what they're selling you. Because the big thing is people don't realize, and, and the biggest problem with annuities I had is in 2008 financial crisis, almost every annuity company in existence at that time had to get bailed out by the government. So one of the problems is when they say the money's insured, that's true as long as the federal government is willing to back that insurance company up. And the political environment in our country today is much different than it was in 2008. So it's possible that there may not be much appetite for the federal government to insure these annuity companies. And if you remember, all the companies that sold annuities when I started, they no longer do, most of them. And all, the, and all these new companies have shown up that really, they might have existed 100 years ago, but they were like a two-man office. And now they've become very big companies since the crisis. So a lot of their information, you know, you gotta compare. So just be very careful when you look at annuities. They are complex products, um, so you need to know what you own. I think it's definitely something you need to, don't just glance, if you were just bent on getting one, it's not something you need to just glance over and move quickly. It's something that we definitely need to sit down and talk about. Absolutely. For sure. Great, so, great point, Dave. Yep. So, well, thank you so much for tuning in today to Investment Insight, and I hope you have a great day.